Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week 17 was a roller coaster of a week, as always. But before we continue, we here at the show send our prayers out to the Hamlin family. This episode was recorded before the game, so please, everyone, sit back and enjoy the show. We are back at a little earlier than usual. It is Monday, second day of 2023, first show of the new year, and oh, it's a good one. We got a lot for you today. Jalen's worst nightmare is manifesting in front of our very eyes, and Kenny Pickett is that dude. The Steelers, miraculously still alive. Also, a lot of other good stuff to get to around the league. Jalen, how are you doing out uh, on this? Uh, you said you got a little bit of snow out there today. Yeah, it's a little snowy out. Nice and uh, no, it's been a nice little calm, chill day out here in Colorado. Um, yeah, it's something that you can say to start off the new year. Something nice, and uh, it's not much of a nightmare, Colby. When the when you uh, you know, when you have seen it coming, so it's not much of a nightmare. But um, yeah, it is very interesting though to see Rogers do all that and everything and make his comeback more more surmountable. But yeah. Yeah, no, I have some thoughts on that, and I'm going to try to scare you even a little bit more when we get to it. Uh, no, not even not scared, Colby, trust me. <laughs> I have my own thoughts on his own. You know, we, when we talk about it, I have my own thoughts on how their playoff plan's going to go yeah. instead of how you think it's going to go all roses and sunshine sunshine That's and roses it. for Rodgers. That's what Colby sunshine. wants. Colby wants sunshine and roses. And I think he's going to go through the world. I'm just going to throw some things out there. I don't think – I still not – Colby, they're locked into seven if they win, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not picking That's them. All to I can say. <laughs> I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl, but I have some thoughts on that. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. All right, but first, we got to get back through the slate. This was kind of the weird slate. It's kind of been. I feel like the games were better as the day went on. The best game of the week is about to happen here in about two hours. Hasn't even got to it yet. Bills Bengals. The one o'clock slate. I mean, I'll put it nicely and say that it was not great. It it was not not the most attractive uh, slate. And it's kind of why we were talking about how did Steelers-Ravens get flexed. Well, then you're going through and looking at some of these games, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's how. Because, you know, these games were not great. So the first one I've got here on my pick thing on ESPN, probably the worst of them all as far as the team. This is actually a good game. Didn't watch much of it. But we'll start with our guy, Desmond Ritter. Falcons 20, Arizona 19, Colt McCoy – or no – wasn't Colt McCoy was back in this game, wasn't he? I think he was. Let me double David Blau. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, that's right. It was David Blau. Um, so this was back and forth. These two teams are both bad. It was a meaningless game. Um, but the Falcons do rally. We did say they don't cover, unfortunately, but they do win. Um, and Desmond Ritter gets his first career win as a starter. Arizona, you know, I don't feel like we even need to talk about them much. They're just a disaster. Um so let's talk about Ritter. You know, he was 19 to 26, 169, a couple of rushes, some rushing yards. Wasn't spectacular, but he also didn't make any big mistakes. No picks, no TDs. The Falcons are a run-based team. 
I mean, I think he's improving. He's growing. It was kind of on par with his Baltimore performance. They were able to get a few more points. You still would have liked to see more with how bad Arizona is. But, I mean, I, I kind of like a little bit of what I've seen from Ritter. Like, he's improving. I think he's going to – I think he will end up getting a shot next year. Because, like, I think he's been as good, if not better, than Mariota was. And, like, I think he's much higher potential, obviously, at this point. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's some growth. I like what I've seen from Ritter, even though this wasn't a, much of a meaningful game. I mean, we all said this was the game where he should win. He did it. So, I mean, he uh, lived up to expectations. Didn't cover, like you said. But, hey, still got the win. First win for him. So, there's nothing really too negative to say about that. Um, besides, you know, the first couple of games were pretty slow, though. I mean, those, those first couple of games were nothing to really bat your eye for. So, it's going to – I don't know. It's going to be a little – I think it's uh, – I still have a little bit of my problems and doubts, but – at the same time, it's uh, it definitely is a, like you said, a lot better feeling than going into next season with like Marietta at the helm. Yeah, you're right about that. And last thing I'll say on Atlanta, and if you have any Arizona thoughts, you can throw them out there. I don't even really want to talk about Arizona at all. No disrespect, but um, the NFC South is going to be wide open next year, assuming because Brady's probably leaving. I don't think Brady wants to be on Tampa next year. We'll get to hit the Bucks later. But NFC South could be wide open. So if Ritter does pop, I mean, you never know. I don't know that he will. I mean, he's definitely not great. But reasons for optimism going forward for him a little bit. For Ritter, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> he definitely, uh, like I said, I just don't I, – it, for the Falcons, it's weird, man. Like – I'm glad Christian agreed with me about the Falcons being weird and that you don't, you can't really say it's a guarantee that he's going to be their starting guy next season. I feel like they might do some off season move, whether it be draft a guy or bring someone in again. Like, I just really don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like it's certainly not a guarantee, but I mean, I would like to see it. I mean, yeah, I do too, but it's the Falcons. Like I said, it's not, it's not what I want. It's what they're going to do. That's true. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't need to spend too much more time on this. Anything else you want to say about Arizona? You know, yeah, good, good job, JJ Watt, for getting his uh, sack because Christian said that he thinks he's going to get what four sacks within announcement of his retirement. He got one or two, or I don't know. I think he might have gotten t- like credit for a half. I didn't check on it, but I do know he got one. So good job, JJ, keeping that going out on strong note. Yeah. All right. And I don't blame JJ Watt for wanting to retire. Uh, after this was his last season. Um, I'll say that's my final thought on that game. Okay. On to a much worse game in terms of the score, but more interesting in the teams that we're playing. America's team, the Detroit Lions, bounce back in a big way. They demoralize, demolish, crush the Bears 41-10. to 10. I mean, this was – the Bears were hanging in there at the beginning, and then it just turned into a merciless beatdown. Justin Fields has no help. His line is terrible, and his receivers suck. So credit to us. I think the Bears were scrappier earlier in the year than we thought they would be. But we said they would win, what, three, four games? I mean, that was dead on. They are atrocious. They're going to have the number two pick. They could still get the number one pick if Houston pulls out a win next week. I doubt it. But, yeah, man, that's that's ugly. Uh, and the Lions, credit to them. They're alive. They need some help. It's a long shot that they'll get in. But this is still, I would say, been a very successful season for the Lions. Their offense is still very, very good. And we we kind of nailed the Lions, too. We had them at, what, eight, nine wins? So 
that's my big takeaway, I guess, on this game. Credit to us. We were pretty much dead-on accurate about both of these teams. Our preseason picks uh, were not great, to say the least, but these two teams, we, we kind of nailed both of them. Yeah, it's crazy how we got that one right. And uh, the Bears are hopefully they're going to be shaping up to do what we also think they were going to do is build for next season, hopefully. Because uh, I think a lot of people are saying that today is a lot of people are bringing up the question is, can the Bears build around Justin Fields this offseason? So and now people are already trying to ask that question and, you know, starting to point nod towards, you know, you know, their defensive team and all that. But I feel like when you have Justin Fields and you've seen what he's done this season, it's hard to resist not supporting that, you know? So. And I'll say one other big win thing for the bears. That's good from this weekend. I don't know if you watched the college football playoff games on Saturday, but CJ Stroud looked awesome against Georgia, even though they lost and Bryce young, he declared he's probably going to go one. So like, I do think the Bears are in a position where they could probably get a haul for that number two pick from someone who wants a quarterback. So they should have, and they have a lot of cap space. So they have, they're going to have the resources to build around them. It's just a matter of if they do a good job. It would be interesting how they do it, man. Like I said, they have a lot of cap space too. Like, so it's going to be interesting how they shop and, and, every, and all that. But for the Lions, I think they have a good shot, a shot for themselves against this playoff hunt, man. America's team, like Colby coined it, uh, it's uh, it's starting to turn out that way. They turned back on the heat, like we said they would, and uh, now they got to go to Lambo and see how, and pretty much battle it out. I wonder if that one's going to get flexed. It, it it did. It's Sunday night football. There you go, folks. Um, I did not realize one thing. I did forget about the sad thing. The one thing that does suck is it's not exactly a winning in because I forgot uh, Detroit did lose to Seattle. So yes. if Seattle beats the Rams, the Lions might be eliminated by the time that game starts. Hopefully not, because that would be way more fun if it's just winner goes to the playoffs. But still, this is a very successful season for Detroit, whether they make the playoffs or not. And that is going to be a fun one to see how they do against the Packers. Happy for the Lions, man. They're they're trending in a great direction. Man, <clears throat> now it almost makes you want to say root against the Seahawks to get in, you know? Like you're really like knocking on the door for the just so that way the flex game has that much more reason more uh yeah much more meaning to it. Yeah, so that's a good one. Um, the Lions, man, it's gonna be interesting to see if they keep making additions in the off season. Like next year, feels like they got to take another big step, but we'll see how they do. The North is gonna be fascinating uh, to see what happens with these teams in the off season. Okay, all right, I called it. Chiefs 27, Broncos 24. They play hard for the interim, and they cover the spread. The Chiefs still win narrowly because, you know, they're just a lot better. But, again, Russell Wilson probably had his two best games of the year this year against the Chiefs, even though they lost both of them. Broncos only lose by three. They're bad, but they fought scrappy. The Chiefs are really good. No one will be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. I still think there's a few questions about their defense, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. If Buffalo – excuse me – Buffalo loses tonight. Um, Chiefs will be in the driver's seat for the one seed, and they play the Vegas Raiders next week. Another nice win. Mahomes is really good, but credit to the Broncos for scrapping around in this one. That's that's what I got to say about that. Absolutely disappointed in the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Uh, they should have came in there and just beaten the brakes off these Broncos, man. Now I'm sitting here. 
because there was a point on that Sunday where the Broncos actually could have scared the Chiefs and everything gave the whole AFC just a whole bunch of hope or for this Monday night game to be like, all right, well, winner of this game, you pretty much have full control of going into the AFC conference game, whoever comes out of it. But now, now we got a, they're still floating around for that number one seed, man. That's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds for week 18 and see uh, who really comes out from that. But have my doubts. And good for the Broncos, like you said, I guess. Russell just plays his best games against the Chiefs, maybe. Maybe that's the one maybe that's one of the things he realized he was brought in to do was actually like, you know, play the Chiefs really well. Must be written written on that contract, you know. Yeah, maybe. For Denver, it'll be interesting to see who they get for their coach. Uh, I heard the rumor, I'm sure you probably I don't know if you saw today that they're gonna try to go after Harbaugh. Um I don't know why he would leave Michigan to go there unless they just pay him an absurd amount of money, but be interesting to see. I don't think that's a great job, but they will probably offer a lot of money to whoever wants it. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I heard that the Colts go after Harbaugh. Like it's, he's a, he's a popular name to toss around, but like you said, at the same time, he's leading Michigan right now. And who knows how that whole situation is going to boil down for him. He's just these next couple of months, right? Really? Yeah, he's going to have options for sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, what happens there? Again, a lot of these games were not great, so we're kind of speeding through them. All right, here's a big one: Patriots twenty-three, Dolphins twenty-one. The Dolphins' free fall continues. Teddy Bridgewater played and got hurt, so Skylar Thompson finished. Couldn't quite get it done. It went down to the wire, but they had a chance to score late, but couldn't do it. And the Patriots are now at eight and eight in the driver's seat for the final wild card. Um, this win helped keep the Steelers alive, so i love to see that. Mac Jones was fine. He was pretty good. Two TDs, no picks, 203 yards. Like, he's been solid the last couple weeks. Patriots control their own destiny, but they have to play, win at Buffalo the last week to get in. For Miami, I mean, what a fall from grace for them. They started so well, and it has just been a disaster um, the last five. They've lost five in a row. Now, if the Patriots lose and they beat the Jets next week, they'll still get in, but don't know who the starting quarterback's going to be with Teddy out. Tua still in concussion protocol. You hope your season's not coming down to Skylar Thompson. No disrespect, but uh, as he saw in this game, he couldn't quite get it done. This is a huge win for the Patriots, man. They keep hanging around. I don't think anyone really wants to see the Patriots in the playoffs outside of Patriots fans, but they're right here. They might very well get in if they beat Buffalo. Yeah, they're in. it's a win and get in situation for them, right? So, very interesting. I don't know how Patriots fans are feeling about this season and how uh, everything boiled out. But, I mean, Mac Jones, he's keeping them a playoff team. And what do you what do you know, man? Maybe he, uh, you know, back-to-back years of being a playoff quarterback, that's something that you can't really uh, bat your eye on. It's going to make a hard argument to run off from him on at that point, especially despite all the offensive challenges that they went through this season. And we've seen all the <laughs> comedic show that it's put up, too. Um, so, but yeah, here we are. That defense though is score is like the number one scoring defense in history. Almost it seemed like, I think. So what was that? I said, I just said, yeah, it's very, very good defense. Yeah. I was going to say they're just scoring touchdowns. They've been scoring touchdowns for them and for them. Like, you know, they do, they do the scoring more. I think it's like, I think they do score more points in the offense. I've seen the stat or it was like, very close. It's very crazy how good their defense is. 
and uh, helping the offense. But as for the Dolphins, yeah, not the best feeling. You're going down. A, you're like you said, Colby, free falling all the way down from when you were eight and three. Now you're eight and eight. So yikes! Are they? They still got the playoff spot, right or no? No, the Patriots have it now. The Dolphins no. still get in if the Patriots lose and they win, and if they no, both they have to have. And if they both lose and the Steelers beat Cleveland, the Steelers will make the playoffs. So, fingers That's crossed. It. I can't believe the Steelers are still alive in week 18. We'll talk yeah, more. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I was about to say, I wanted to talk about that more. <laughs> but, yeah, the Dolphins, what a dramatic fall for grades. It just sucks. Their QB position is, like, cursed. Like, they just keep having QB injuries. That's wild. <sighs> okay. On to the next one. Here is a happier mood. Giants 38, Colts 10. The Jeff Saturday disaster keeps being more and more disastrous. But, hey, the Giants clinch a playoff spot. Danny Dimes, playoff quarterback. And also, I don't know if you saw, Rappaport reported. Um, Finding perfect isn't all. Sorry. Rappaport reported before the game on Sunday that they do plan to extend both Daniel Jones and Saquon. So credit to Daniel Jones. I thought he was kind of going to be done after this year, but he's had a great year gets to the playoffs, and it looks like he's going to be back next year. He was excellent in this game. I know the Colts are bad, but still, Daniel Jones was very good, making plays with his feet. And his limited receiving core, I mean, I think he's probably the guy, at least for another year or two. He had two rushing touchdowns, 91 yards to go along with. Only had five incompletions, two TDs, no picks. So the Giants, there was, if the playoffs started today, I know we got one more week, but they're pretty much locked into the sixth seed. And so they're going to probably will most likely get your Vikings, which that was a great game last week. So I wouldn't mind seeing round two of that. And what are your thoughts yep. on the Giants locking up their playoff spot? Dude, it's, it's like you said, it's exciting. Uh, we caught, we knew Dable would bring a great culture to them, but I don't think we projected it to bring them to the playoffs. Uh, we knew that it would be, he would be a culture changer though. So it's pretty awesome to see what the Giants have done this season. I think this is just a good time to just reflect on that especially the way they just handled the Colts. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see how the Giants do in the playoffs against the Vikings. I mean, it's definitely a game that everyone would say Giants would be favored in. So it'd be a good – it's going to be a good one. And then I, I'm i excited for the Giants on it. Yeah, honestly, it's just like Saquon bounced back year, came back, had mostly a healthy year. Um, I don't know if he actually – I think he sat out maybe a couple weeks or not. Not, not too sure. But he's been most mostly healthy. Yeah, mostly healthy. And then, like you said, Daniel Jones taking that step and proving us wrong, you know, to stay around for at least another year or two. So, if you're a Giants fan, this was just a feel-good season for you, honestly. You got a lot of answers to some of your questions. Yeah. And especially, like, with the receivers, he's he's at his best year with, like, a terrible – no disrespect, but a terrible receiving core. So, I mean, if they add some receivers in the offseason, who knows what they could look like year two with Dayball. Um and you look around the NFC at some of the quarterbacks, like, it's not the AFC. Like, Daniel Jones doesn't look too bad after the year he's had. Um, so credit to him. Yeah, I was wrong on that. I thought he would probably – this would be his last year, but he's popped off. This was huge for them. Uh, for the Colts, I mean, silver lining, they're putting themselves in a great position to finally draft a quarterback. I think it's time to – this – they're going to stop the veteran route. It hasn't worked. So I think this is the year they're going to have a top, maybe top five pick. I think they would be in the top five right now because they keep losing. Um, so my guess is they pulled the trigger on one of these top QBs in this draft. You mean they go get Derek Carr? That's what you just said, right? 
No, I don't think so. Uh, you I, think, think they, I think I think they're just going to do it again. No, no, they have to blow it up, Colby. I agree with you. They have to blow it up. I mean, they had such good solid pieces with this when they had that Philip Rivers team, and ever we were excited for uh, we were excited for a lineman, an offensive lineman, big Quentin Nelson. But uh, man, yeah, how they have fallen, man. Yeah, the Jeff Saturday thing didn't work. Shocker. Color me shocked. Okay. Yeah, man. Colby, you need to get some ad blocker or put it in. I don't know what it is. I it's heard just it again, keep, but... Every time I click on because I'm pulling up the games with the box score. And so oh. I get muted. And every time, like, the ad plays for like a second before it actually knows how to mute. I don't know. My computer's dumb. Okay. <laughs> on to the next one. This was one of my horrible. I was 0 3 on my locks, by the way. This was my worst week of picks all year. Um, Saints 20, Eagles 10. Things are not going well in Philly. They lost Josh Sweat in this game. Minshew was awful. They lose to the Andy. I mean, credit to the Saints and Dennis Allen, man. We've been talking about how bad they are. and they've... They're still not good, but they won three in a row. Andy Dalton didn't have to do that much in this game, but he was pretty good. He was fine. The Saints defense clamped the Eagles. How much trouble are the Eagles in? They got to beat the Giants now to secure that one seed. If they lose and the Cowboys win, they'll be a wild card team after being the one seed all year. Um, looks like Hertz will probably be back for the last week, but you think the how much are you panicking if you're the Eagles right now? It's not ideal if you're an Eagles fan right now, for sure, because you got you had it locked up and you just needed one win with this backup quarterback with Gardner Minshew, and it didn't happen. Sadly, it didn't happen. And now you're sitting here, guys are getting banged up week to week. You're losing a player after player. First was Lane Johnson. Now it was uh, their linebacker. I forgot his name, but um, Josh Sweat. Yeah, yeah, Josh Sweat. So like they're they're getting banged up slowly. Um, now you're gonna probably have to rush Jalen Hurts back instead of the ideal time of damn the divisional round of the foot. You know, divisional round of the playoffs where he probably would have came back fully rested. But at the same time, you still will get Jalen Hurts some reps and everything. Hopefully, he doesn't get hit you know, nasty or anything from the Giants. It's going to be interesting to see how they play that game out. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be – you're in a spot if you're in the Eagles because you're already in the playoffs, though, so that's the one thing you don't have to worry about. But you do want home field advantage. So, especially when you got those Cowboys on your tail, too. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I think the Eagles ultimately will beat the Giants, especially because – the Giants are locked in. I don't in. know. I, I mean, don't know, man. The Giants don't have that much to play for just because they're locked into the sixth seed. I wouldn't be surprised if they rest a few guys. Probably left most of their guys out there. But, like, Saquon, I would not play Saquon if I was them. Um, well, you're going to be seeing this team in the playoffs very soon. And if the Eagles are playing in a must-have-it situation, you might as well throw your guys out there and see what they can do. You know? It's true. I mean, a lot of it depends on how Hurts is going to look. If Hurts comes back and he's fine, then I think the Eagles will roll. But if not, yeah, there is. Imagine if the playoffs go through Dallas. That would be that would be. A That's what would be on the line. If the Giants upset the Eagles, the playoffs could potentially be going through Dallas if they finish their job. And I think the Niners have to lose too. I think that yeah, I think the Niners. I don't know who would have the tiebreaker between the Niners and Dallas because they haven't played, but the Niners could still be alive for it, which would be also crazy. Um, 
I mean, credit to the Saints. All last thing I'll say, like Saints could be fun if they can find a quarterback next year. I don't know who that's going to be because they don't have a first round pick. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, you feel better about the coaching decision with Dennis Allen? You think he's going to be there for another year? Yeah, he'll be there for another year. I still don't think he's a very good coach, but I think he'll be back for next year. It's going to suck for them if Sean Payton – I saw, like, if a team does hire Sean Payton, if he tries to come back, the Saints will be able to get, like, compensation. So they might yeah. get like, a first-round pick or something for it, which could help them. But That's crazy, a coach trade, getting you, like, a pick. But... <laughs> yeah. Doc Rivers Doc Rivers got traded uh, from the Celtics to the Clippers. I don't know if you remember that, but coach trades are wild. Well, so they do happen. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Okay. On to the best game of the 1 o'clock slate, I would say. Bucks 30, Panthers 24. Well, we wanted, we were both on Carolina. We thought they could keep a roll. And they were looking pretty good for a while. And Brady returns, as he always does. He had, like, his best game of the year. Was cooking late. And Tampa wins the NFC South and could probably be a very dangerous out in the playoffs as bad as they've looked because they have Brady. He never goes away. It's stupid. Um, he was excellent. Mike Evans was really good. Sam Darnold actually played really well, but he had a couple turnovers that ended up costing them. Um, this was your granddaughter's kind of gonna love game. that. Third generation. Oh my god, Cole. Oh my. Sorry, that is so. Repeat. I did not hear anything you said there in that entire ad. Um, I was just saying, like <laughs> Sam Darnold looked pretty good. He had some turnovers, but um, couldn't quite get it done. Like. Tampa Bay, I mean, they're going to be dangerous. Like, it's probably going to be, unless, like, Philly loses again, it'll probably be them versus Dallas first round. I mean, I could see it. If Dallas lays an egg, like, Tampa could easily beat them and get a run going. Are you concerned the Bucks might make a deep playoff run with Brady as bad as they've been? No. Was, uh, was, that, was that a solid answer for you? No. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I – I don't think it, I just don't think so just because it still looks like it's hard for them to get that get the offense going at times and for them to hit three big plays it's sure it's good you know but I don't think it's going to be consistent enough for them to bring that into the playoffs especially when they're going to be playing defenses like Dallas their O-line is still very shaky um, when you play like against the Micah Parsons I think he would have a field day against this current O-line so it's going to be – I don't really – that's who they're going to be playing too. So, no, not really. Uh, I, I don't I don't think they're going to get past Dallas. Or or Philadelphia, I guess. It's one of the two – one of those two teams. Yeah. Now, that's fair. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But I was really hoping Carolina would pull this one out, but couldn't get it done. Donald's still been pretty good since he's been back. Um don't know if he or Steve Wilkes will come back next year. Remains to be seen. Had they won this game, I think they would have really increased their odds, obviously. They might not be back either, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree now. I agree, especially, yeah, Steve Wilkes did get these guys going throughout the season, and it'll be interesting if they bring him back, but uh, they definitely needed this one. Yeah, that yeah. they did. Okay, on to the last – no, we have two more, sorry. Second to last one o'clock game, Browns twenty four, Commanders ten. We all three said on Thursday, "What are the Commanders doing? Why are they going back to Carson Wentz instead of keeping Heineke out there?" And it went just about as badly as we said it probably would. And 
as we said it could. And they're now eliminated. So that's a brutal ending to the season for the Commanders. Deshaun Watson was pretty good in this game. This was probably his best. This was I mainly mean, completed 50% of his throws, but he had three TDs, no picks. He still hasn't been great, but the, he's been slowly getting a little bit better. The Browns are 7-9, and nine, headed into Pittsburgh next week. Um, I mean, the command, the story of this game is just like, what? Why, why did the Feinstein. That work has gone possible. Wentz was so bad in this game. He had three picks, no TDs. I, I mean, that was just baffling. So what a train wreck ending for a Washington season that had so much promise just a few weeks ago. So much promise a few weeks ago. And uh, just like the ads, you know, that Colby keeps getting, Carson Wentz shows up and just stinks it all up, you know. But it, 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 Carson Wentz, man, you, you, I, like I said at the beginning of this, when we were talking about this whole decision when he got in the game, it really proved a lot about Ron Rivera in my eyes. And when he was confused that they, they were eliminated in this oh, game, yeah, that. that he didn't know that they would be eliminated, like, it really brings it, it just proves I thought that proved more to my point and I actually just felt bad like you said for the commanders fans because this had this team was gearing up to go somewhere at least to the, like week one of you know at least to the wild card round and just for all to just be pulled out on rug underneath you and literally falling flat on your face because he, you guys, you, you thought you would get something because your coach thought you'd get something better out of the guy that has let teams down multiple times in Philadelphia, uh, iconically let his team down in Indianapolis, and now let your team down multiple, three times, I think, this season. And he started off the game with, what, three passes in and he threw an interception? I he think after the that. second interception, I think after the second one, you should have at least pulled him and started Heineke and been like, you know what? I was wrong, but no, you went with it. Your season's eliminated. And now he's sitting there because the media asked him if he's going to be starting Sam Howe or not. Um, sure. I don't know what they should. They should. Yeah. At this point out. now we probably will see him next week because Ron Rivera, but at the same time, Ron Rivera might start another guy we never even heard of. So go back to Heineke. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting, too, where Heineke ends up because he is going to be a free agent. I don't know if they're going to start him or bring him back. So, Commanders, The Commanders are an interesting team to watch. Like, what do they do at quarter? They keep taking swings and misses at quarterback again ever since they let Kirk Cousins walk. <clears throat> and yeah, I can't believe that. it was their biggest mistake was letting Kirk Cousins go. Yeah. So, like, it's been a revolving door since then. And they're going to have to take another swing at this year because, like, I mean, Heineke was nice, but, like, I don't think the guy's on the roster. So whether that's try to move up in the draft to get someone, try to sign a veteran, maybe Derek Carr route. Like, because they have real talent. I mean, we've said they have real pieces on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's really, like I said, on both sides of the ball, they, you see the young talent coming out. But, yeah, they just need to figure out that quarterback. It's a hard one to figure out sometimes, man. Certainly is not every franchise is well run enough to go for Big Ben to catch Pickett just like that. So, um, <laughs> no, it is yeah. tough. Um, for the Browns, like Watson's still been shaky, but he's getting better. I mean, for the Browns, it's really just how are they going to look next year? Like, we'll see what is Watson going to look like next year is a big story because they paid him all that money and they're going to start losing some pieces eventually because they can't pay everyone. 
But, you know, this was you say? how I thought. The so. Browns? You're worried about the Browns? You're trying to put a negative note on them <laughs> already? Not? Their season's over and you're already trying to put a negative note on them for next season? I'm just – I didn't put a note at all. I just said, like, it's all about what is Watson going to look like next year. Is he going to go back to prime Watson or is it still going to be shaky because they're paying a bunch of money to him? Oh, Colby. I don't know, man. I think they're going to be all right. I think the – I think the team that that's going to be more in trouble is going to be the latter that we'll talk about later. Okay. Well, we'll get to it. We'll see what happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one o'clock game. We about a, got about five minutes, but we can hit this one pretty quick. Jacksonville 31, Houston three, another lock of mine that was just terrible. Putting Houston plus the four, they got annihilated. This was never a game. Trevor Lawrence, I think got pulled at like halftime or not had like in the third quarter. Cause they were just rolling them. Houston sucks. They're awful. They'll probably pick Bryce Young or Stroud. And the Jags keep rolling, man. They're red hot. Trevor Lawrence was fine. He wasn't amazing. He was all right in this game, and they just ran the ball all over him. This was just a mismatch. So Jacksonville keeps rolling. They're facing Josh Dobbs next week. I think they're going to beat him. Um, So I think we are going to get our wish of Jacksonville in the playoffs, hopefully. And I think that's awesome because they're a fun team, and they could be dangerous. They could certainly win a playoff game, which is crazy considering they were my America's team, you know, my America's team showing some real confidence and everything. Uh, and uh, Colby, I told you guys in our pickums last week on Thursday, they're not going to send anybody. This is a young team. They got to keep this. Mo- they got to keep this mojo going. This was a division game. They had to do what they had to do and start these starters. And you, you guys thought I was crazy. You guys thought they would pull the lame move like the Titans did. Oh, no. No, the t- the Jags weren't playing, and I told you that Doug Peterson was not playing. So uh, heed my warning next time when I say about these. I think I know about these Jaguars, Cole. But I think uh, heed my warning next time. That's why they were my lot. I've been and they, on they the successfully saved me from going. Oh, I've been on them the last week. several weeks. This is the first week I bailed and was wrong. I regret it. Yeah, before. that's what happens when you get in front of the bandwagon, Colby. <laughs> um, for the Texans, like I said, I mean, they they just suck. Davis Mills led them in rushing with 33 yards. Um, so if that tells you anything about how bad their offense was. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 painful to watch. I, I Actually, I'm glad I don't think I even watched much of that game because it was, like you said, this 1 o'clock slot. Not it was definitely bad. better to have just been watching it on red zone than watching a game all by itself individually, I think. Yeah. You know, it was rough. So, but luckily, the afternoon games, at least some of them, were more intriguing. All right, Jalen. So, on to the four o'clock slate, which had some pretty good games and a couple that were some blowouts. One really close game, uh, some other blowouts, but that are interesting to talk about. Let's start with the thriller, my final lock that did not hit Niners 37, Raiders 34 in overtime. Jared Stidham lit it up, was not expecting that against the best defense in the league. Um, he threw some picks late that cost him in overtime, but uh, Purdy continues to be pretty good. Niners offense continues to be a juggernaut, and the Niners currently now in the two seed since your Vikings lost. But this was a weird game. I did not expect Jared Stidham and the Raiders offense to light it up like this. Devontae Adams was making some crazy plays. Um, so this, this is good for the Niners that Brock Purdy can win in a shootout when he has to make some throws late. It's a good sign. He stays undefeated as the starter. The Brockett ship keeps rolling, but credit to the Raiders and Jared Stidham, man. Um, 
it shows how the value of, I guess, knowing McDaniel's system. And I think the Raiders, to me, are maybe the Brady team. I could definitely see Brady going there next year, which would be interesting. Um, Niners, they get the win. But, yeah, this was a – did not expect this one to be this the best game of the day. Did not see that coming. See, yeah, this was a crazy game. Um, I didn't think we'd all see this one coming at all either. But um, – what it, how did it end? It ended with, ended with a pick six, right? Like A pick to set up a field goal in overtime. A pick to set up a field goal, okay. So, yeah, it ended in classic Derek Carr fashion. So, they went out and, you know, pretty much sending off a true true ode to Derek Carr one last time. But, uh, man, for the 49ers, you got to sit back and be happy that you had Brock Perry pull through for this one, you know? A game in overtime and in away territory. So it's a good game to have coming in, especially when you're about to go into a playoff environment. You know, I'm not saying Vegas is one, but, you know, you got into an overtime game, and that does help your situ- that does help build some character for sure. So, and as for the Raiders, man, I wanted to say, man, is this, is this what Josh McDaniels was trying to tell, show us this whole season? Is this what it was supposed to be like, Colby, when if all these dudes were to stay healthy? Like, man, but I guess maybe Jared Stidham knows the McDaniel way better than Carr could have. So it'll be interesting to see how Stidham battles for his QB spot next season. <laughs> I don't know if Tom Brady would make it. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense for Tom Brady to go to the Raiders because it's throwing himself back into the AFC. Yeah, but I don't think he cares because he's Brady. Like, and he has Devontae Adams. They have some cap space. Like, they have real players on this team. And he knows the system because of McDaniel. I think they're one of the top landing spots. Because, um, well, I have one more San Francisco thing I want to get to in a second. But I think I think it would make a lot of sense for him. Are you finally apologizing to Brock Purdy? I have said I like Brock Purdy. I'm All not, right. No, nope. never, never mind. I'm going to apologize. I was skeptical because he had a rough year at Iowa State his senior year. Like, but he he's been better than Jimmy G. Like he's been good. That's why. And my apology will can be this. Um, what do you think? Obviously, I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll be back. But I don't think they're going to go after Brady the Niners. I think it's going to be him or Trey Lance next year. Like, what are the chances? Mm. Of Brock Purdy is the Week One starter. Like, do you think they're just like, dang, like we kind of missed on Trey Lance and like Brock Purdy's kind of good. Like, let's just roll with him. Do you think that will happen? Like, what do you think the chances? That's what I would want to happen. But, Colby, I understand what you're saying because uh, I actually asked that same question to a San Francisco friend of mine. And, uh, yeah, he was thinking the same thing. He thinks Jimmy G should be out the building next season and it should be Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy this time. You know? And I think Trey Lance, I don't know who's going to get the starting nod. It'll probably depend on how uh, Brock Purdy's playoff experience goes, but what I said was Trey Lance would have like what one or two games, if that, of like of of space until fans are like, <laughs> all right, bring back Brock, because yeah. he's undefeated with this roster, with this team in this in this roster in this system. So it'll be interesting to see how the. I think it really depends on how the season unfolds for the 49ers here uh, in the postseason. Yeah, I agree with that. It's gonna be fascinating to see what Purdy looks like in the playoffs. Like if you goes to the Super Bowl, like I don't know how you don't bring him back as the guy. Like I don't know how exactly. you bring him back next year. Because mm-hmm. like yeah, he's been good. Like he's been very good. 
Um, it's crazy to like to think that like they would move off the guy they traded multiple picks to get third overall in the draft, and then the guy who was literally the last pick in the draft. But I mean, if he's better for the system, like he's better. So credit to like wrong. I said, sometimes you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you're just wrong. You got to go with the guy that's just better. I wish Ron Rivera understood that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. Whew. Okay. Well, yeah, that was a thriller. Okay. On to the next one. One of the several blowouts at four o'clock. Seahawks twenty-three, Jets six. Jets eliminated, but they need to win next week so the Steelers have a chance. Um, credit to Seattle. I think you and I both like the Jets in this game because of their defense. But Seattle ran the ball really well. Geno was pretty solid in this game, and Mike White. He's not the answer. As it turns out, the Jets, uh, the guy's not on the roster. Their right quarterback is not on the team, um, which is sad. Um, they're, I think, going to be an attractive spot for veterans, maybe a Derek Carr, maybe a Jimmy G. I'd rather have Carr than Jimmy G. but Because this roster is really good, but, man, do they need a quarterback. Because this, this showed it. Their offense is so limited by their quarterback. And credit to Seattle. If they win and then Detroit beats Green Bay, they're in the playoffs. So it's been a very good year for Seattle. They kept themselves alive going into the last week. I don't know if Derek Carr is the answer, man. I really don't. I don't know. I'm just thinking about Derek Carr. It's better than Mike alive. White and Zach Wilson. Being torn apart in that New York media after like going like two back-to-back losses, and if he throws an interception in both of them, oh my god! Just seeing him on that podium, cold. What I mean, you, that's a you, good point. That's a good point. But I'm just saying, <laughs> they won seven games with the quarterbacks that they've had. Like, he's definitely better than these guys. So who would you think is – who would you try to go after that, if not Derek Carr? I was the – if I was the New York Jets, I would send all the picks and no, – yeah, I would send two years' worth of first-round picks to the Minnesota Vikings and get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no, I just wanted to – no, I'm just kidding. Realistically, realistically, people that are hating the market, though, um, honestly, you can't draft because you're going to be a, having a mid-round pick probably yeah. at this point. This team's so ready to draft go. options. Can't yeah. win uh, the Brady, the prospects of Brady, you don't, I don't think you would want Brady. He's too old. I don't know about Jimmy G, man. Um, maybe, hey, maybe Heineke. Who no. knows? Maybe they, maybe they scoop up Heineke, no. show some, like you said, no. probably Heineke's no. better than Mike White and Sam Darnold. You, you, just, said Brady? you, just, you, said you just said it yourself. You just said it yourself. Heineke wouldn't be a splash of a sign. He wouldn't be a splash. You wouldn't have to give him the bag. You can definitely go for someone else while you have Heineke. Aim a little there. higher than that. <laughs> you can aim higher if you want, but can they do it with their signings or and all that? So... You got to look at the cap space and all that and see what they can do. Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> no. See, like, uh, I mean, like, uh, I would say Mitch, he's a backup quarterback. We've seen that. He works really good in a Steelers, in a Steelers system. That's why he's a starter for the Steelers at the beginning of the season. <laughs> to say he's really good in the Steelers system is very generous, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only system I think that supports him right now. But, um... Yeah, man. Speaking of quarterbacks on the market, it is so much of a good pickings, in my opinion. Yeah, like it would be funny if Brady went there just to like stick it to really like stick it to Belichick if he went to the Jets. Um, but I think that's a long shot. So like I feel like realistically, it's probably Jimmy G or Carr. 
I think they will – because I think they are more attractive than some of the other teams that will be getting quarterbacks just because they have weapons, they have a defense. Um, like, the, if they have, a, like, even, like, solid average to above-average quarterback play, like, they'll be – they should be in the playoffs. So – I oh, think- you said average to above uh, – solid to above average and above average. I wonder if it's a quarterback, and I'll give you some average quarterback play consistently and bring you some grit to the team and some heart that they've been looking for. Hmm, I wonder what quarterback. I wonder who that is. Um, I don't know. We'll come back to that, Cole. You're right. I think I, ha- I think I had the answer, but we have to come back to it, I guess. It's not Heineke. Come on. I would take Jimmy G or Carr over Heineke. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, Jimmy G makes more sense for them, though, because he's he probably knows Sala a little bit better. That's true, yeah. Oh, and they have, like, Mike LaFleur, their OC, was also from the Niners. So Jimmy G definitely knows the system the best. Yeah, so Jimmy G would be an easier transition for sure. And like you mentioned, the Carr media thing, like Jimmy G, I feel like it would be built for that. Oh, yeah, Jimmy G would love – New York would love Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. The only, yeah, no, I agree with that. The only the concern about Jimmy G that I have is just the injuries. He's just injuries, so yeah. For me, it's the turnovers with Derek Carr, man. He ain't like, yeah, he comes up big sometimes, but when he doesn't, it's it's so bad. That's why. Yeah, no, that is true. That's very true. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. The Jets are gonna be fascinating to watch. Um, for Seattle, um, I still think they should draft a quarterback, but it's been a very good year. I thought they were going to be the worst team and have the number one pick. So <laughs> credit to them for being alive yeah. going in the last week. Crazy how a couple months goes, right, Colby? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, which All one right. do you want to transition to, the Rams and Chargers? Yeah, we'll do that before we get to the good stuff, what people are really here for. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I guess so, huh? All right. Well, Rams, <laughs> Chargers, don't know the final score, but I do know the Chargers do pull out of this one. I saw a couple of – 31 to 10. 31 to 10. Yeah, I was about to say, I saw like Baker try and do a couple of highlight moments where he got out of the pocket and avoided a sack, but I look at the scoreboard every time and it looked like the Chargers soundly had that game wrapped up. Um, Yeah, it was a house ride. And uh, I mean, yeah, good for Herbo to get the job done and everything. I don't know if that affects anything in their playoff standings because I think no matter what, they can't move up to, you know, the top four. I mean, yeah. it can help them get a five. Well, you know, that's, that's what I was going to say. It was a big week for them because Baltimore also lost. Um, now, I don't think they played Baltimore head-to-head, but they now have the same record going into the last week, which is huge because, like I said, the, the difference between five and six is like – and I think Jacksonville's dangerous, and Jacksonville could definitely beat them or Baltimore. They beat them both during the year. But, I mean, no, I would much rather play Jacksonville than if you're the sixth seed, you're going to face either Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City. So I think this was a huge week for them that they won and Baltimore lost. And Herbert continues to be, you know, he's really good. I still have concerns about them, but um, I think they're in the playoffs, maybe win a game or two. We'll see. Maybe a game. We'll see. I hope they, I mean, it depends on where they fall, but hopefully they do get that game. It'll be great. They'll be in that crazy upset position though, going into Jacksonville or any of those four teams. I feel like they'll be already an underdog though. Yeah, no, that is true, but it was another good win for them, so they keep it rolling. All right, anything else you want to say about the Rams before we get into the last two games that are the ones we're going to want to talk about the most, I'd say? I don't know what's going on with the Rams and their uh, 
it's gonna be they're another team that's gonna be interesting this offseason as well on how they're gonna do what they're gonna plan for the next season because are they just gonna also just pretty much throw it in for throw in the towel for another season since they already don't have that much of draft picks you know so what is really going on with them too it's gonna be a good question the real story with the Rams, because they had all the injuries and stuff, I'll be interested to see, like, does anyone retire? Because, like, you know, they've already talked about it. Like, Stafford said he's coming back, but, like, Baron Donald retires. I mean, that could happen. He's already talked about it. McVay, I think everyone's going to probably be back, and they'll just be like, you know, everyone was hurt. This was the lost year. But, yeah, I don't know what they do next year. They're going to be interesting to see. Can they get back to their Super Bowl ways, or are they just was that kind of just, like, window closing they got one, and now it's just kind of – they're screwed. They cashed in. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think they might have. I feel like we're, we're, we're looking at the the effects of FM picks and what it really does to your team toll. Because uh, even their attendance rate this season was abysmal. It, it, it has not been the best for sure. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do just in, a, as, in general, just see if they will spice it up next season or are they just going to already commit to stinking up the bed again? Yeah, that is true. They're, they're going to be fascinating to see what happens in the offseason. All right, Jalen, let's get to the good stuff. He just, Wait, no, I want to keep talking about the Rams. <laughs> he never dies. The boogeyman, Baba Yaga, John Wick, Packers 41, Vikings 17. Kirk, your boy, stunk it up with three picks. Rodgers wasn't even that great in this game. They kind of just ran the ball all over the place. Um I'll let you take the floor. I mean, this was as I know this was a tough one for you. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't. It was a tough one, but it also wasn't that bad when you could just consider that uh, they had a lot of special team scoring going on. Um, I think there was like two picks in the first half, and then we were running on our third string center. And when you once that guy came in, the dude was zipping the ball and c- couldn't even get the ball snapped at half the time. And you could just tell the frustrations were just all over the field from the wide receiver, from Justin Jefferson, all across the board to even Kirk Cousins, because Kirk was storming off when the center was not even paying attention to the snap count. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a rough one to watch for sure. But at the same time, once you once you got past like the first halfway through the second quarter, I kind of got the gist of how that game was going to go. And I was like, man. It just felt bad, but at the same time, it was like it was definitely a tough spot for them to be in. And then you just uh, consider what you consider what's going on in the future. And I was like, you know what? <clears throat> it's not the worst thing. We're in a start playoff spot. Um, does stink that Justin Jefferson doesn't get that record now because I think that's going to be a little bit out of reach. But we do play the Bears, so it's a little bit. It can still be obtainable, but still a little bit out of reach. But I just think. Uh, yeah, we pretty much done ourselves in. We put the Packers back on the playoffs. And uh, thanks to us, also, like, the Saints got eliminated. The Commanders got eliminated. So, you know, I guarantee you there's a lot of teams out there that probably hate us because we let them <laughs> down as well. And, uh, yeah, it's like it, – it stinks, but at the same time, I could care less. Because, now, like I said in our group chat, uh, good for the Packers if they make the playoffs. You get to go straight to uh, – you get to go straight to Levi Stadium potentially, yeah, or Philly or Dallas. So go have fun with that. And if you beat them, good for you. Guess where else you get to go to? One of those three teams again. You get to go visit one of those three teams again. 
So we won't be seeing you is what I'm trying to say. And you won't be my problem. Yeah. And I'm not concerned about them going up against those teams anyways, is what I'm also trying to say. Yeah. Now the Niners have dominated them recently. So that's a brutal matchup. That's more than likely what they get if they win it in. Um, I will say like silver lining for the Vikings before I get to the Packers. I mean, I would much rather face the Giants than have to play the Packers again if if you're picking between those two options for your wild card. Or game. the Lions, for that matter. If the Lions take that seven spot, we avoided that too. <laughs> that is true. So it was a rough game. I'm, re- I'm very intrigued to see how the Vikings do in the playoffs because they've had such a weird year where they win all these close games and then they've had a few space plants in some of these bigger games. But I do still think they could make some noise in the playoffs. So they're definitely not the favorites. And I think it'd be tough for them to win in San Francisco. But we'll see what happens. For the Packers, they're rolling. I can't believe that they are they were dead in the water. And now here they are winning their end against the Lions of all teams. Who already beat them once. But I think the Packers are going to end up getting in. San Francisco's a brutal matchup. I doubt they beat the Niners. But I will say, just because I do want to stifle your fears a little bit, for all the choking, Rodgers, he's been awful in the NFC Championship, his playoff heartbreaks year after year, which I know brings so much joy to you and the other Gabe and all the other NFC North non-Packer fans out there. The time he won his Super Bowl, and when he beat my Steelers the last time they were back, so it hurts me a little bit too, they were the six-seed last wild card and went all three road games. Could he do it again? I think it's probably a long shot, but... The possibility exists that he could run the table in this NFC. If he can beat Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy lays an egg, which I don't think he will, I think the Niners would probably beat. But if they beat the Niners, all bets are off. I think they could easily, I would feel much better against them going against Philly, Dallas, any of the other teams. The Niners are the one that I have a hard time seeing them beat. But if they do somehow upset the Niners, I could easily see them running the table in this NFC. I don't know. I, I definitely see them struggling with a lot. I feel like they would struggle with all three of the top teams in the NFC. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not too, I'm really too concerned, man. I'm not too concerned that the fact that I don't have to see them, I'm not too worried about it. So, and if we do see them, it'll be in the NFC championship and we'd host. And I I wouldn't be concerned either because we usually split those and it'd be our turn to win, right? Suppose, and with that logic, it'd be our turn. So, um yeah that that's just the way i'm going with this all right well nice positive spin on it that was yeah been positive i've been positive other than the steelers game this was the game i watched the most of so um it was rough but we'll see how i think i watched more of the steelers game than i did of the vikings <laughs> game I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens with both these teams uh going into the playoffs assuming green bay win they, they still might not make it we'll see okay now what we're all here for, the kid. They call him Kenny Kitten Mittens, which I honestly think is a pretty great nickname. I kind of Thank love you. that. Kenny Kitten Mittens. Whew. He does it again. He's the offense non-existent, predictably hair-pullingly awful throughout almost the whole game. And then at the end, whew, a little bit of picket magic. He gets it done. 16-13 went over the Ravens. Um We'll get to the Ravens. My biggest takeaway on them is that just I'm so sick. And I'm, I was glad they were. it was Tyler Huntley this game because it was the Steelers, believe me. But for the rest of the time, like, God help us if we have to see Tyler Huntley in a playoff game. Um, so that's big. 
But yeah, this was epic. Kenny Pickett, the game-winning TD, that was the best play of his career. He escaped the pocket, made a crazy throw uh, on the run when he was about to get sacked to Najee for the touchdown. It was kind of a, the the one thing that's holding – I think Pickett's the guy. I'm completely sold. I've been pretty sold, but this was the game that has completely sold me, and I'm very excited about the future now. The play calling is still not good. They, like, weirdly would not really let him throw – until like late in the game, but it was working when he was throwing, which is weird. The running game was pretty good. Najee, I said, I said, this was the best game Najee Harris has ever played. Uh, he was f- fantastic in this game. And you know, I was banging on him a lot early in the year. Um, but this was the best game Najee's ever played. The defense was great. And Tomlin's streak is alive, baby. He just, he one more win. And whether they get into the playoffs or not, which is still a long shot, he can keep the streak alive. All they got to do is beat the Browns. What a what a game. What a time. What a time to be alive. Uh Tomlin and his Steelers, the streak is still alive. Um, it was the only thing I had for the Steelers going in. Did I call this Colby? Did I say that they were going to come into week 17 with a you chance did. to go? Did. Did, I say, did I say that they would be ending up in this exact position? Um, except for I think I said that they would they would tie. <laughs> I think I said they, that would be the real official bow on this season if they tied like they did last season. Um, so, whew, man, I don't know, man. These Steelers are something to watch. I was, I was so that was first of all the game in itself, such an AFC North classic. It wouldn't have been that way if Lamar was playing, probably. Um, but who knows? Because we don't know how long Lamar. At this point, it's like, what do the Ravens look like with Lamar? And when they did have Lamar, it was still pretty limited. So, um, dude, these Ravens, you're right, Cole. When you say, God help us if we have to see Tyler Huntley in a playoff game. Because he'll be going to one of those three teams that you listed earlier, the Chiefs, the Bengals, or the Bills. That's where he'll be at. So, uh, it's not, 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 not looking too uh, – not looking too positive of looking out. If it were the way I'm looking at that, it's not too positive for for them. Uh, but the defense, man, they, they at least showed up for this game. And, yeah, it was just another AFC North classic between the Ravens and the Steelers. But, like we said, legacy legacy game, legacy moment for Kenny Pickett. Helped pro- I'm pretty sure he, won- he earned the hearts of many Steelers fans that game when he had that put-away drive, shake off the sack. And sling it into the end zone just like Big Ben used to do. I mean, you guys probably were like, it can't be. It can't be. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I thought it was a good Steeler moment for y'all. And that's why I was, I'm hyped for it. But, uh, and the crazy thing is, too, going into that game, everything happened to keep you guys' playoff hopes alive. So, man, here we are, like we said, what a time to be a Steeler fan. Yeah, I cannot believe that they're still – I mean, they were 3-7. and seven. I was just talking about getting a better draft pick, seeing how Pickett does down the stretch, and here they are alive in Week 18, even if it's a long shot. And, Can you believe, though, that he's not the best rookie in your draft class? Hey, I love Brock Purdy. He's a dog. But if we're being honest, it, it's if you put Brock Purdy on the Steelers and Kenny Pickett in the Niners offense, who do you think would be better? <laughs> Probably Brock Purdy. No. No. <laughs> like Purdy's better than I thought he'd be. I, I'm happy for Purdy, but I think Pickett is a much better player. One guy has an offensive genius calling his plays, Shanahan, 
And one guy's Matt Canada, one of the biggest jokes of the entire game, calling his plays. So that's a pretty big gotta take that into account. <laughs> hey, that dope wasn't you a football game last last night. No. And you no, might be getting on to the playoffs. I saw I didn't even if realize you guys make the playoffs are gonna keep him, you know that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I think he may have kept his job at this point, which is annoying, but it is what it is. Um I I saw they were talking today. Kenny Pickett was like, oh yeah, the headset was out on the last drive. Like the headset was out. So Kenny Pickett was just calling his own plays. The the best drive of the game, Kenny Pickett was just picking the plays, which is how the Steelers would win last year too with Canada. His Big Ben would just be like, they would be down all game and Big Ben would be like, all right, F it. This play calling sucks. I would just call my own plays and then they would do well. So the OC is still on the Achilles heel, but the pieces are there. The pieces are absolutely there. It's going to be interesting. Maybe Kenny's going to have to develop that in the offseason is that authority to just go ahead and, uh, you know, take command of the offense and just be like, hey, we're just going to do that. We're I'm done fucking throwing these screens. We're going to do this, this, and we're going to start airing this ish out. So good for them, man. I mean, like I said, it was just a feel-good win game for the Steelers, and you guys get to look for, look towards having some meaningful football in January next week. Yeah. Who would have thought? Tomlin can't say enough about Mike Tomlin, man. I love him. He's just he just always finds a way to get to his nine wins, or at least a chance to get to his nine wins. He's got a chance to keep the record alive. Um, yeah. All right. Still alive. <laughs> so that's all the games. We'll see what happens with Buffalo and Kansas City, or not Kansas City, Cincinnati tonight. That game getting started in about an hour. Um. Do you have any segments or anything you want to get to ahead of the going into the last week of the season or talk any basketball or anything like that before we wrap up here? I do not have anything queued up at the moment. Um, so to be honest, I do know that there's a lot of things are wrapping up, but yeah, I don't have anything personally queued up. Maybe in these next couple of days, I'll figure something out for us to wrap this season up on, but like it. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, as we, we finish up here, um, well, can we, we want to talk some basketball for just a second? We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but we can. Oh, yeah, we got we got the time today, so let's go for it. So I first want to ask you to just keep pouring on you here. What are your thoughts about your current situation with your Timberwolves, who have lost six games in a row and are eleventh in the West, sixteen and twenty-one? Yeah, man, uh, Wolves they. Cat goes down and the pressure goes on to the new acquisition on Rudy Gobert and all the colors are showing to be true that he's a fraud and everything. And like I said, we are looking to be the losers of that trade through and through. Um, it just sucks. I, it, it sucks that we missed on a big on the swing like that. And it's going to really bite us. I feel like it's going to really hurt us down the stretch. As you, as you were saying, they're probably already thinking of ideas of shopping below. And once you start taking away, you know, people from the team, locker room's going to start getting a little not happy. It's only going to be a matter of time before, you know, we're going to be pretty much running with just Anthony Edwards or at least until he's out the door. And I wouldn't be surprised when that happens. So that's how I feel about the Wolves. Very, oh, it sounds very, very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels bad too. Cause like there was so much optimism next year. I still love Anthony Edwards and I still think they can, eventually get it turned around but yeah the gobert trade was a swing and a miss um i hope they can get it together down the stretch here because 
I'd rather, as far as the playing goes, like I'd rather see them than the Jazz or the Blazers. No disrespect to those two teams, but so I'm hoping they can get it rolling down the stretch here. We'll see, but yeah, that move has just been an utter disaster so far. Um, other thing I feel like we should discuss, and we talked about it a little bit on Thursday when we did the tiers, but we didn't get to with the tiers spend too much time on any one team. The Brooklyn Nets have won 11 games in a row. They are insane. Steve Nash might be the worst, one of the worst coaches, if not the worst coach in NBA history, because the minute they fired him, it's like you've been sunshine and rainbows ever since. They are rolling. They're currently the two seed. They've won 11 straight. I mean, they're a juggernaut. They could are absolutely a title contender, which I did not see coming. Um, to credit to Jacques Vaughn and the job he's done there. And Ky- Katie and Kyrie have been excellent. Even Ben Simmons has been solid. Yeah, that was actually something I was wanting to talk with you about was uh when we had the Nets when you had the next up in your tiers, you did have them high. When you meant, we forgot to mention, yeah, they this team's been rolling ever since uh Steve Mash got sent, kicked the bucket, you know? And it sucks, but at the same time, this team is really ex- playing to their expectations and it's fun to watch. You know, you haven't been hearing as much drama from Kyrie now that they're winning, of course. So it's a, uh, it's really fun. It's fun basketball. KD's finally starting to smile a little bit more. You can tell. So you're getting guys like uh, Wananabi, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. Wananabi's been hooping. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the dude's a hustle player for them. So I, I'm all in on this Nets team, man. I, I was big on them. I was big on the Nets when they had D'Lo, and then they let D'Lo go, and then we're back with now. The Nets are back to being fun. Still not much of a fan of them because they govern because of how they treated my boy and Atkinson, but it is good to see that they're uh, finally getting together, getting it, getting it. Yeah, they're finally getting it together. Sorry. Yeah. Um. All right, we got about eight minutes on the meeting here. Last team, I think we should discuss that's been on a tear, six straight wins. Um, they were up a little bit in the tiers last time. They'll if they keep going like this, by the next time we do it, they'll probably be even higher. The Mavs have won six straight. They're now up to fourth in the West. In spite of how badly they built around Luka, I mean, Luka is just ridiculous. He's in chance to win MVP. I think him and Jokic and Tatum right now would be the three front runners. I mean, Luka's ridiculous. And the rest of the guys have been playing better down the stretch the last few games, obviously. So the Mavs could still be dangerous. They could be a tough out. Um the Western playoffs are going to be very fascinating this year. I am so excited to see how the things go down the stretch here. The Mavs have been a lot better. Yeah. Mavs have been a lot better. It's good to see, you know. Um, they do need – I mean, luckily for base, baseball, basketball, they have the trade deadline pretty late. Um, Colby, if, if you want – no, I know I hate to take it away from the basketball side of things, but – just for fun, we could review some of our old takes that I have written down here that were made on week one or before okay. week one. I like that. Yeah. We got seven minutes. Yeah, we can do a few. Okay. Well, yeah, these were, we're just going to review what happened, okay? Okay. So this was pretty much when we were doing Hot or Not. Okay. This is way back when. This is a pretty much a, how did we do back, back, how did we do? So, Colby, this, this is the reason why I'm smiling. It's because we started off pretty hot. Cool, but you said for your first hot, hot or not, the Rams would be back in the Super Bowl hunt. Oof. <laughs> that was your opener. So yeah, that, that was, was pretty bad. <laughs> it's okay, because here I am with my first one, and I, I looks like I swallowed my pills, and that was the Packers keep up in the, in the NFC. 
So I don't know what we were thinking, but we were thinking of something. Here we go. Man. Let's see. Nope, we were off on Baker going to the playoffs. Oof. <laughs> With the pants. He didn't even finish the year on the team. Yeah, didn't finish the year with his team. Davis Mills will go up in value. We had that. Oof. Jeez. Oh, here we go. You will like this one. The Patriots bottom out of the playoffs. Jeez. That is still alive. That take is still alive. You really need them to lose. So that also helps your Steelers. So, man, we're bringing in. Uh, you said something about the Commanders. I think this one was, yeah, Commanders will not make the playoffs again. So that was not as bold as a take, but. You were you were at least realistic on Carson Wentz being not good. Um, and let's see. We got Dolphins in the playoffs. We called that one, but that one's looking a little rough now. And I think this one you were like. It looked like they were Justin gonna... Fields gets all the credit in Chicago this season. Yeah, for all you called that one. That one, yeah, that one, that one was a certified cold nonsense. <laughs> My ooh, here's one. One of my takes where the Lions will be the best team to not get in. That that could be pretty true. I like that. Wow. Oh, that one is pretty true. One of my worst takes where Lamar is for MVP in the AFC South will hold a number one seed. Oof. <laughs> yeah, those are those are looking pretty bad. Um have Herbo would be the MVP this season. Oh no, you had Herbo for MVP this season. I mean, no. he's doing pretty good. No, I mean, he's You're doing pretty good. Playoffs. Yeah, he got the. He, yeah, he is getting up to the playoffs. But yeah, that's about it for those ones. There's probably a little bit more written down somewhere else. I was thinking about trying to find the pyramids of Jayiza. I feel like some of those takes actually lived up to be pretty true as well. Yeah, I don't think we were terrible on those. How much time we got left, Cole? Four minutes. All right. Let's see here. We got. I got a couple more. All right. Let's see. Oof. No, we do not actually. These are all takes that are like, will Trey Lance start Trey Lance starts the same amount of games as Jimmy G. Uh might be true. Might be true. Yeah, Jimmy G started, started a little more, bit more. Yeah. Jimmy G started a few more. Ooh, one that I was off on. Daniel Jones will be off the Giants move off Daniel Jones in the middle of the season. Yeah, we were both wrong on Daniel Jones, man. I did not see him having this kind of year. Uh, Dak Prescott keeps the Dallas Cowboys as a top five offense this season. That's probably, I don't know. If, I mean, they got to be up there. They've had a pretty good offense. You're going to like this one. Jalen Hurts has a better case for MVP than Dak Prescott. We were oh, right yeah, on that. We did, <laughs> we did call the Eagles pop off before the year. Yeah, we Eagles called the Eagles popping off. Oh, we said the Saints will catch the Bucks off guard and take the divisions. The Bucks stink. Yeah, we said right here, right above that. It will be a big difference this year on Tom Brady for the Bucks and Tom Brady. It had been worse, but the Saints also just – everyone else was just terrible. <laughs> Ooh, good take right here. Jags compete for a wild-card playoff spot. Hey, even better. Called it. We called that one in the beginning. All right. So we've had so some good and some bad. And here's the bottom ones. Uh, Matt Ryan revives the Colt offense. Oof. <laughs> uh if Frank Mike does not make the playoffs, he is gone. He he's already gone. Gone. <laughs> um, Davis Mills becomes the top two quarterback in his class at the end of the season. Nope. Definitely already out of the books on that one. Yeah, that was a mess. 
And Malik Willis will not see the field barring injury this year. Okay, uh, well, that was wrong. We I mean, it was because of injury. So oh, it was because of injury, actually. So yeah, we were right. I guess uh, technically it's a push. And we'll not find another playmaker this season for the Titans outside of running back. We were kind of right on that. <laughs> we were kind of pretty much dead on on the Titans. <laughs> so there you go. Those were just some old takes that were still true on uh, Jalen and Colby right and uh, Jalen Colby wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, titles are still going to be impending. Hopefully, <laughs> no one sees that. But yeah, cool. Final thoughts, man. Um, Season final thoughts. Up. I'll go back to basketball and to my Nuggets as I always like to. So it's been a lot of great lately. They're the one seed. They just cooked Boston, who I've said is the best team all year. But I'm going to take it a little bit of a more serious route because it's pressure. It's if not now, when? Like with the state of the West, how things are going. This has to – if the Nuggets are going to ever make it to the championship, win the championship, it's this has got to be the year. So I think there's a ton of pressure. Like, it feels like this now or never. Like, they got to do it this year. So lots of pressure on them. Hopefully they can get it done and keep it rolling. Oof, man. I like how you keep it basketball. Just to, just to remind the folks we do talk about, a little bit about basketball here. Um, how about the Kings, man? Then they have that controversial win with Mark Davis getting thrown out of the game, and then they have the first uh, Hispanic coach to get a win, I think it was. That's what ended up happening because their assistant came and stepped in and won the game. So, uh, like the beam. Scrappy. Man, the Kings are still keeping – yeah, the Kings are scrappy, man, like the beam. And, yeah, Colby, like always, some good stuff. Always is. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.